What are some of the latest trends in forensics and e-discovery? Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today with Greg Thompson. He's Vice President of Enterprise Security Services with Scotia Bank Group in Canada. Greg, thanks so much for joining me today. My pleasure. To start out with, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your work, and your institution, please? Sure. Uh, so, uh, again, Greg Thompson, uh, Vice President uh, of Enterprise Security Services here at Scotia Bank. Scotia Bank is Canada's largest international bank. We uh, we operate in uh, in 50 plus countries. The work that I do, I run the Enterprise Security Services function, which is a really broad title, obviously, uh, and it does cover a broad range of services. My group handles everything from our corporate security policies and standards, and that drills right down into technical standards and and best practices. I manage the uh, network security uh, and technical security services function, which covers everything from anti-spam, antivirus, intrusion detection and prevention, and the uh, security operations center. I also run the business continuity function at Scotiabank globally, so I have a a small group of uh, professionals based out of Toronto that coordinate all planning and testing of business continuity activities. And we're extending our business continuity program to include linkages, more close linkages to our disaster recovery program, which obviously has a far more IT flavor. Uh, And certainly uh, the reason why we're talking today is I I run the uh, computer forensics and civil litigation unit for Scotiabank, uh, and we have a a small team of professionals here in Toronto that handle everything from e-discovery to civil uh, and, and some linkages to criminal investigations as it relates to uh, everything from fraud to litigation. Uh, and uh, uh, as you can imagine, that keeps us quite busy. Well, Greg, for an organization your size, forensics and e-discovery has got to be a huge topic. What are some of the top trends that you're seeing with your group? I, I guess some of the things, and, and when we say trends, really what, what when I think about trends, I, I more think about uh, what are the things in the industry that are driving change. Uh, and so certainly moving uh, business applications to the cloud uh, is a trend that we're seeing that has you know huge implications for, for, for uh, electronic discovery and for forensics in general. Uh, I'm also seeing, just with the explosion of consumerization and social networks and, and certainly corporations' adoption of social networking type of technologies, that things like e-discovery becomes a little more challenging. You know, we're, we're, we're communicating over various different mediums now, and, and I'm not sure the laws or, or the, the security technology has quite caught up to that. And, and certainly, and, and something I've spoken to uh, the media before on is, you know, the trend toward insourcing a lot of the uh, forensic investigation activity. I know in the past, a lot of organizations, because it's such a highly specialized field, felt that it was prudent to outsource the forensic investigation activities uh, simply because uh, it, it was probably the most prudent thing to do at the time. And, and what, we're, what, what I'm finding certainly now in an organization my size is that the cost-benefit is starting to sway back towards seriously considering insourcing, and, and we've done a little bit of that. Well, Greg, I want to talk about cloud as a, as a discrete topic, and right now talk about the other changes you've discussed, the insourcing and some of the uh, consumerization changes that you're responding to. Give us a sense of how your team is responding to these changing times. We've dealt with investigations as it relates to doing forensics, uh, forensic investigations that involve third parties, and, and you know, the cloud is, is such a, 
uh, and, and I'll, I'll dare to say it's an overused term these days. When I think of cloud, I think of uh, start. I, I, my starting point of understanding is that we've outsourced something to a third party. So we've, we've lost a degree of control. Uh, and so uh, the cloud presents some challenges in terms of understanding the cloud provider's infrastructure. So in the past, if we had an investigation where we were looking into bank-owned systems, it was quite easy for us to understand the architecture, data flows, and this type of thing to be able to conduct a thorough investigation. When we're dealing with cloud providers or any third-party service provider where we access their, uh, their infrastructure over the Internet, you know, this upstream intelligence piece is something that becomes very important to us. So we, we need to rely on, on our ISPs and our partners uh, that provide network services to us to provide some insight in terms of net flows. Uh, we need to really heavily rely on and, and stipulate with our third parties the types of things we need to know from an infrastructure perspective to allow us to conduct investigations that will have integrity. Uh, in other words, we need to know where our data is, and, and that becomes, I guess, the, the ongoing challenge in terms of cloud computing. And then in terms of the other changes you discussed, uh, consumerization and then the, the trend toward insourcing versus outsourcing, how are you and your team adapting to those changes? Right now, actually, we're, we're doing a lot of kind of uh, – uh, talking uh, on the subject, if you will, we, we, we're trying to educate our IT support units and our business lines to firstly allow them to kind of digest what the real risks are. You know, the, the, the motivation for business lines to move to the cloud is obvious. There's some cost savings involved. There's some flexibility and, and a nimbleness you get with, with the ability to ramp up and ramp down infrastructure and services as you need it. The challenge from an IT security perspective is, again, you've lost, you've lost a degree of control around the data. And so the discussions we're having really is more around getting people to start thinking about implementing controls a lot closer to the data. So, and that becomes very important when we start talking about uh, consumerization. So if an executive decides that he needs to have an iPad to do his job, we need to start thinking about ways to control the data that's on that iPad and, and may not necessarily control the data, but certainly secure it and protect it from unauthorized disclosure. And the same holds true if we are embracing social media technologies. We need to enact uh, processes and controls that allow us a degree of control without necessarily stifling the innovation that's coming down the pipe. So, so really it's a balancing act for us. And, 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 and if I can be blunt about it, I think so far, I think security is a little bit on the losing end of that battle, and and at, at this point in time, from a security perspective, I think we, you know, there should be a call for innovation. I mean, we're seeing innovation happen so quickly from a consumer perspective, and from a security perspective, I see a lot of innovation coming from our adversaries in, in organized crime. I'm not sure I'm seeing the same level of innovation coming from our technology partners and our security professionals. So that's something that we're really kind of beating the drum on here. Greg, one of the areas that you brought up was the notion of insourcing versus outsourcing, and certainly there's so many good arguments for outsourcing different products and services. What's the argument for insourcing forensics and e-discovery? Well, the, the primary argument for us, uh, I can't speak for the industry, but certainly for us it's a cost-benefit uh, piece. We, we built a team here that has the, the technical and the legal competencies. In other words, they can stand up in court if need be. Uh, so we have professionals here that can, that can fill that role for us. So with that team and with, with, with enabling technology that we are deploying here, 
we estimate that we're going to save thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands in some cases, in, in various litigations just by virtue of the fact that uh, uh, we can process our discovery orders and we can do a lot of that stuff in-house a little more efficiently uh, and certainly affect uh, cost savings along the way. So our, our business cases for uh, implementing the enabling technologies that I mentioned really become self-funding when you compare it with what we would otherwise have to pay for a third party to do the same type of work. Now, Greg, some of what we've talked about, cloud consumerization, these are common challenges for organizations of all sizes. When it comes to forensics and e-discovery, what do you find to be some of the challenges that are specific to banking institutions? What banking institutions have in common, especially large ones like ours, is that our systems are highly complex. Most of our users have access to multiple systems. Data is stored in multiple locations. So, so I think the challenge for banking institutions might, might be quite similar to other large institutions, but certainly from a banking perspective, really understanding where our data is. You know, knowing, knowing that when we go to court uh, and we, we testify that we, to the best of our knowledge, have, have discovered everything that's possibly discoverable, uh, that typically is our, is our number one challenge uh, just because of the complexity and the, the way our network and, and our systems are dispersed globally. That type of thing really poses challenges for us, and we've all we've all read the stories of uh, of various institutions that have you know gone to court saying that they've they've presented everything that they could possibly find, only to find a month later that you know they found a storage room containing you know 100 tapes or 200 tapes containing all all sorts of data that would have been useful for the case. So we we uh, we struggle with that. Um, we we're no different than anybody else, and. Uh, you know, again, having that control of the data is, 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 you know, number one for us. But as well from a banking perspective, and, and I'm sure this is happening a lot more in the U.S. than it has been in the past, but uh, regulations have gotten tighter, um, uh, especially around retention requirements uh, and, and this type of thing. So I think from a banking perspective, what might, what might make us a little more unique than other organizations certainly is the degree to which we're regulated. You talked a bit about the advantages of having an internal team versus outsourcing, and you talked about your team. How have you developed this internal forensics e-discovery team? Where did you find your individuals? How have you got the skills that they've needed? We've done it in three key ways, actually. The uh, the gentleman that leads the team is actually a long a long time Scotia banker. He has a sense of information security background and, and network background, and gravitated towards the investigative field. Uh, over the last couple of years, we've we've done a couple of things. We've trained up some of our key talent in in forensics, uh, just in terms of getting them the proper training to get them certified as as forensic experts. And we've 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 uh, hired. So so it's been kind of a combination. It's kind of like building a professional sports team. You build from within. You acquire key talent, and you and you practice like heck, and and you build a team that uh, that you can stand behind. And that's that's kind of what we're doing. And we're by no means finished building the team. We expect that as we roll out our internal service, where the demand will will get even higher and we'll have to expand our team uh, and we're already starting to see some of the fruits of that labor. So last question for you, for organizations that are looking to develop their own internal forensics e-discovery teams, what advice would you give to them? How should they go about it? I can tell you the way we did it, and, and, and it's, it's worked well for us. I mean, we, uh, we, we work very closely with some of the post-secondary institutions in, in the Toronto area. So, so if I were to give some advice, I would certainly make sure that the the team responsible for building the team or the individuals responsible for building the team reach out to the local uh, universities, find out which ones are offering training uh, and certifications in this space. I would also be looking for some key talent that you could hire uh, that could step in and, and, and kind of 
provide some instant credibility. It's a difficult thing, I know, but uh, uh, they're out there. In fact, we uh, we worked very closely with some large consulting firms, and in fact, the one individual that we hired was a uh, uh, one of their key <laughs> one of their key uh, consultants that did a lot of the e-discovery cases. So, you know, it's it, there's not a single thing. It's it's really it takes time, and for me, I think long term, it's developing that relationship with post-secondary uh, institutions to ensure that. The skill sets that we need on an, on, on an ongoing basis are being trained, and, and we can pick talent from those institutions as they become available. So uh, that, that's probably a real key thing for us. Get involved in the um, uh, in the in the security training uh, space. There are a number of very credible training organizations that provide e-discovery and forensics training that that will equip security professionals with the skills and and background required to be able to stand up in court as an expert, and, and that's really what it revolves around for us. Not to mention, I mean, I'm, I'm overlooking a lot of stuff here, but, you know, one of the things that's helped us in, in our team, I mentioned the fellow that leads the team, uh, what he brings to the table is uh, some deep knowledge of bank systems. And so when we're doing uh, e-discoveries, he's the guy that knows which stones to turn over. He, he, you know, and he, then he relies on his team who have a lot of the heavy training in forensics to do the, the work that can uh, that can stand up in court. So really knowing where to look is, is key, and then doing the job right from there uh, helps us out. Greg, that's terrific insight. I appreciate your time and your thoughts today. Thank you. My pleasure. We've been talking about forensics and e-discovery. I've been talking with Greg Thompson. He's Vice President of Enterprise Security Services at Scotia Bank Group. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.